Good evening, sports fans. Welcome to the <laughs> Drop Pod. <laughs> I'm Jim. And I'm Rob. Bob? Rob? It's Bob. Bob. Oh, Bob. my days. That's oh, a good job we don't do this for money, isn't it? Good no, evening, it listeners. Thank you for joining us in the Drop Pod. As you can tell, we are excited about Blood Bowl. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but good news it's not all about blood bowl well that's good news for some and and bad news for others so tonight in the stadium we will talk on the hobby desk so some hobby has been going on various colors have been used and spiky balls painted (laughs) read into that what you will (laughs) then it's on into the galaxy of war there has been a deluge of new miniatures um, for us to talk about. In fact, we <laughs> we just kept writing stuff down when we were planning. So yeah. we go into the mortal realms. It's malign portent, and there may or may not have been some freaking elves. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Lots of excitement. Um, hail to the community. Ben has been off wandering around to war game shows and repurposed games work. Well, not repurposed. Re made games workshops um reforged so, reforged reforged <laughs> yeah, excellent re-forged. struck by a bolt of lightning and turned into a warhammer <laughs> store beautiful Absolutely. beautiful so ben has some stuff to say from there um and then into the wilds oh actually i got some stuff about a tournament i'm going to but i might not mention it depends how well it went <laughs> so then into the wilds uh ben managed to get a couple of interviews with the guys uh, behind piston privateers and also outlands so lots yeah. of great stuff ben are you even as marginally excited as i am yeah i am uh, yes definitely after today i'm fully psyched good times well then go grab some refreshments <laughs> <laughs> hot dog popcorn maybe a, a bloodweiser that's yeah, what it is isn't it yeah. <laughs> cool. To the stands, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Peapod. Hi, guys, and welcome to the Poppy Desk. Uh, we've had a pretty crazy couple of weeks, um, cramming in loads of hobby this, this couple of weeks. So, um, we're going to try and rattle our way through it. Um, there's lots of ideas and new projects going on. So, um, there's a lot of exciting stuff to talk about. Um, loads and loads and loads. <laughs> in fact, so exciting that this is the second time we've recorded this because Dan got so excited he destroyed the file. So. <laughs> Do you know, when you opened up, I thought, is he going to mention it? Yep, there it no. is. <laughs> so somewhere on the uh, on the tides of the warp is the original version of this on the hobby desk segment. Yep. And and it was it was perfect. And was it? Never, it would be like. Did you know like this is like D. tribute. This is like it is tribute. tribute. This is a tribute. This, <laughs> this is a tribute is to the not original hobby the desk. greatest hobby desk in the world. <laughs> this is just a tribute. Oh, it's so yeah. true. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, <laughs> primarily, what both of us have been getting <laughs> Sorry, getting up to it. is. Um, it's as you might have guessed from the intro, uh, Blood Bowl. <laughs> um, we've both managed oh. to get ourselves a copy of anyway. the, the rather awesome game, haven't we, Dan? We have. 
We have indeed. And um, we've both assembled the teams that are in it. Yep. And uh, I've managed to get together a goblin team as well. Um, as yet, I'm uh, I'm yet to get a game in. You are unbloodied on the that. pitch. I am. I'm hoping to do that very soon. Um, so first thoughts about Blood Bowl, Dan, because you were a little bit, oh, yeah, it's Blood Bowl. Yeah. I'll get involved because Ben is. I wasn't that bothered um, originally. And when it came around this time, it looked really good, but it's yet another thing. And then we spoke about it on the podcast, and I knew you were getting it for your birthday, and you were really And excited. I got very excited at Tenebris, didn't you I? You did get <laughs> very excited at Tenebris. Um, and, and then when I went for a family day out, I went into Warhammer Cardiff and saw Steve, who I've not seen for ages. And um, after chatting to him for so long that my wife and then... Later, my mum came in to get me out of the shop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I bought I bought the box set, uh, got it home, built both the teams. The models are amazing. They are they stunning, are just aren't they? amazing, aren't they? They're really good. And considering um, they're pushed together ones, yeah, it's... yeah, yeah, re- really good. Um, I suppose the only thing it's a little bit of a shame because because it, it's just two duplicate sprues. Which, whilst that's clever, it. It means, like, for example, I've got two Black Orcs that look identical. But yeah. then again, the price point on the Blood Bowl stuff is incredible. Yeah, and it means that they can roll out a team with quicker a minimum amount of design input, doesn't it? Yeah. So anyway, the models are yeah. still awesome. Um, so, yeah, I'm doing the Gouged Eye because I wanted to do Skaven because they're fast. But um, I promised Harriet that no models would be purchased during February because... I've just been buying and buying and buying models, and I'm not getting them all done. And he already looks like a cast member from Train Spotting because of that. Three days in, cold sweats. I know it's amazing. <laughs> I think it's a damning indictment, really, <laughs> of how hard I am finding it. It's because I've had like this idea. Like I was like, right, I won't get the Skaven because I'll concentrate on the gouged eye and the orcs, and then I'll um. So I went online and I looked up some tactics. Got told Tom's mocking me for netlisting, but I looked up some tactics and I was like, Oh, I need some goblins. I'll get some gob. Oh no, I can't. Oh no. <laughs> it's like freaking out. Then I messaged you. I was like, dude, have you got any spare goblins? <laughs> I got loads of spare goblins, but not blood, not blood goblins. goblins. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. I'll cope. And, and Valentine's Day is coming and Harriet asked me what I'd like. And I said, I'd like some goblins. And I said, what would you like, Harriet? And she said, I would like to spend some time with you. (laughs) Boom. Oh, mate. That was such a trap. (laughs) Falling for it like a (laughs) schoolboy. Yeah, but it'll be worth it if I get some goblins. That's 11 (laughs) days from now, though. That is 11 days. How am I going to do that? I well, I don't know. Sit on your hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I so played. How was two, your first game? Yeah, played two games. You... I played Ben first, um, and that was a one-one draw because of one dice, which would have given me the victory. But I rolled a one, and I had no rerolls. And um, <laughs> then I played Tom, and he beat me two two nil, and we we stopped halfway through the second half because it was getting late, and there was no way that I could come back. Um, but yeah, it, it's a brutal game. Like the dice can really shiv you. 
Yeah, but that, I love the way that that reflects real sport, where in one second you can lose lose or win a game. Yeah, um, absolutely. I I I completely agree with how Blood Bowl captures real sport. I can't tell whether you're being sarcastic or not. I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, fair enough. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just one of those games, because you don't roll as many... When you roll 40 dice, yeah, yeah. you know, some of them are going to come up as you want. But when you're just rolling yeah. two, there's always that chance that they won't. <laughs> so, well, it's like it's like playing Dungeons and Dragons, isn't it? When or any role playing game, and you you've got your 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 hero, and he's a master swordsman in your mind, or a axe wielding legend, and he goes goes up to fight his his goblin, and then he rolls a flipping five or something. And you're like, what? <laughs> and you've only got that one dice, and if it curses you, then that's it. Absolutely, yeah. So, so that so so very good. Really enjoyed it. Looking forward to the next match. I haven't got one organised yet, um, but um, I want to keep working through. I'm actually so we we did paint night over Skype, didn't we? So we did. I joined you do paint night on a Tuesday, and I joined over Skype for an hour. Well, actually, it was supposed to be an hour, but it was two hours because I was. was enjoying it too much, and so I've been painting. I've made my Orc Blood Bowl team like my Tuesday night hobby team yeah. because I wanted to, I said to you that I wanted to do something different, uh, yeah. but I find it quite hard. I, I, you know, I like to do this project, then that project, then that project, but sometimes that, you, you know, you do feel a bit bogged down. So I'm trying to break it up. So doing them, doing them on a Tuesday and we've been considering doing um, Google Hangouts, haven't we? And, and getting a few more people involved. Yeah. Maybe once yeah, a month. So, yeah, so it'd be quite cool to have some feedback on that, guys. So we've, we've been thinking of setting up a Google Hangout um, and doing a, a painting night once a month. And then if there's enough people, you know, well, people can just drop in and, and sit and paint with us for a bit and chat. Um, we'd like that. We love seeing what people get up to because it reminds us of being staff members when we sit sat and paint with customers and you just swap ideas and, and just generate just awesome awesome concept um so we'd love to do that but you know if people aren't really interested then we'll you know, feel like loners we'll feel like loners but give you know give us some feedback tell us what you think and um, we'll see what we can do yep yep but you do so because it, it was quite it was quite effective you skyping in yeah it was it? good wasn't it apart from the, the my <laughs> my webcam is not wide angle so you just got to stare at Marcus for the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that freaked me out. It was like, <laughs> it's like a romance developing. <laughs> Love is in the air. I saw you across the table. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It was good fun. It's good fun. Um, so, so that's Blood Bowl, and then I've also done the. Th- ah, no, we can move on to me now because all the rest of it's just chaos shit. We don't need to hear about. So, mate, we can move on to you, but you know full well I will just interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you will <laughs> yeah so right so unfortunately let's hear about the chaos so i finished the Hellbrutes, and i think they look fab mate thanks dude i'm really pleased they're different enough each one to keep me happy yeah um i i still haven't gone and done like any weathering and or extra weathering or stuff on them which i will do it's all on the list but the moment it's that balance between finished finished and nice playable finished yeah um yeah. i've never i've never seen a dreadnought look like it's in a squad before so. 
yeah, uh, I needed to do some batch painting on Dreadnoughts. Yeah. And um, I've mixed up a three-to-one gloss to matte. You've still got it wrong. Yeah. You got this wrong in, in the original. Yeah, no, and no, still- it's, it's <laughs> and you still to haven't one decided. gloss to matte. Gloss to matte. So it's one part matte, three parts gloss for putting through the airbrush. And I've used that for the varnish. And I've gone back over the rhinos that I did with Tester's dull coat um, because they were looking so distinctly different from the rest of the force. Yeah, it was really noticeable when you got them out for Tenebris. Yeah, so <clears throat> and and that's actually pulled them back a lot closer, which is nice. It's given it like a, the red appears a bit deeper, which yes, is cool. Yes, it does. Um, I'm going to do the same thing on the Kaitan, but I'm really considering after Warhammer World and buying an inordinate amount of bark chippings, not chippings, bark <laughs> like sections like cliff face making bark by accident um doing with the kaitan is is basically pulling him apart and reposing him to get him looking a bit more dynamic no 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 i'm vetoing that why you can't because that poor kaitan has been chucked around thrown downstairs fallen off of shelves it's been it's been maltreated by you it deserves to stay together just lift him off and and, and redo the base, yeah, sure, but leave the poor bugger alone. <laughs> I'll just wait until he inevitably falls. Do you know what will happen? It'll be the summer, straight out the bloody window. That's what will happen. I know it will happen, because he's always getting boshed. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait until that happens, and then you've got an excuse. Otherwise, that's just... Nah, I need to. I, I want to pull his legs apart <laughs> and give it, put them back together like a bit more sort of... I'm going to get you. Oh, my days. Whereas at the moment, he looks like he's a cross between uh, a dynamic pose and giving a high five or a wave. (laughs) So so that might happen. Um, And I started painting a Nurgle Herald. You did. I love that. I love that. I really do. I'm so glad that you've you've found a quick concept for your Nurgle that looks that good because... It's it's really awesome. Thanks, dude. man. I'm very pleased so far. Um, Talk us through that process because it looks amazing, and you haven't done a great deal, really, have no. you? No. So, uh, what I got to remember what I did now. I should write these things down. I used to, so I will start doing that. So basically, I sprayed him black completely. Then I sprayed mm-hmm. him from 45 degrees and the top with Corax white, uh, and then I sprayed him with Nurgling green through the airbrush watered down um all over but of that's quite that's quite a light green, yeah yeah no very light green. so um but it's really important um and some of you will have obviously grasped this straight away but some might not know that that green you're not looking to get it a solid color uh the same all over so the, the point behind the pre-shading with the black and the white is to have it lighter at the top yeah. and darker at the bottom so i did that um, when that was done, I then sprayed the sort of guts and wounds with, uh, Vallejo Game Air Warlock Purple, I think. Something like that. It's very similar to, to Games Workshop's Warlock Purple. But anyway, purple. Of old. So, of old, yeah. Which I found six pots of in a little drawer in the hobby zone the other day. But there we are. Don't know why I've got that. Um... I think a Screamer Pink is probably your closest thing to it now. Yes. 
Yes, it is. But yeah. I was sat next to my game air colours and I spotted one and I was like, well, I'll have that. So I sprayed that in there. <laughs> then I've dry brushed him all over. And now this, this, I was shocked by. So I used Terminator Skull, which is a dry paint. Now, if you'd ask, or Terminator yeah. Stone, sorry. And yeah. I was never really into the dry paints, as you know, we've spoken about them before. It was really good. It was actually yeah. really good. I was very impressed. So I used that all over. Quite a heavy dry brush of that all over. Uh, and then a Thonian camo shade. Yeah, that's the one. A Thonian camo shade. A Thonian yeah. camo shade. Just a minute. I'm just having a look because there's a few colours, isn't there? The Celia and uh, Thonian, the Celia green Thonian shade. green shade. And a Thonian. I'm pretty sure it was a Thonian camo shade. Bloody Nora, I do need to write this down. Right, a phonian camo shade all over. Oh, before I did that, I did paint all the horns bane blade brown. So then it was a phonian camo shade all over except for the horns, which I then went in and put Agrax Earthshade on. And while it was yeah. still wet, I popped some Druki Violet around like the sores and things. And yeah. Caraburg Crimson into all the guts. And then when it had dried... I got um, Lamenta's yellow and put on the pustules and on the little Nurglin. So he's like a light green. Uh, Lamenta's yellow? Yeah. That's, a, that's a yellow the glaze. yellow glaze, yeah. 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 And then I've glazed the whole thing with Waywatcher green. Nice. And that's where he is so far. It so it sounds like a lot. It looks amazing. Things, but it's quite quick. Yeah, yeah. So that's him so far. So the things I want to finish doing now is I'm just putting some highlights onto like the horns and stuff. Then I will paint the, Do bronze. the uh, bronze and stuff. Yeah. Now this is and a question for you down, then. Yeah. So with the oxide, should I do that and then varnish him? Yeah? Yes. And then because then I'll put the blood for the blood god on afterwards. You you can do the varnish and then do the oxide if you if you're keen on textures because. Um, copper oxide is is quite dry looking compared to the so the verdigris is quite um it's quite dry looking mm. in reality so it depends but i don't think it's too noticeable if you if you do it and then varnish it yeah okay cool so yeah that's him i'm hoping to finish him over the next week it's actually been really nice painting something a bit different yeah i said it would be yeah you did you were right i'm occasionally right hmm <laughs> Anyway, well, there you go. Did we've done the whole hobby hobby desk on you? Seventeen minutes. Look at that. That is heroic. So you have <laughs> two minutes. Go. Oh, where do I start? So, <clears throat> like I said, mainly for me, it's been about putting stuff together for my birthday. So, put together Blood Bowl. That was pretty cool. Um, my brother got me a troll. That's gone in. Um, you loved and, oh, that as well, didn't you? It's one of those models where if you look at the picture, it's, it doesn't, didn't do anything for me, but I wanted one in the, in the, in the team to give it a bit of sort of size variation. Um, it's 19 pieces. There's three pieces <laughs> on each foot. Each foot has three pieces. Crazy. That's mad. Um, isn't it? but it's, it's beautiful when it's together. It's, it's really, really nice. So I'm really happy with him. And the special or secret weapons, they're they're three great models as well. Um, they were a bitch to put together though, because um, 
they were to get them strong enough that I knew they weren't going to fall apart. Um, like the the fanatic nightmare, but it's done. There's enough pins in those to hold them together forever. Um, other than that, I've been putting together my Oryx. Uh, I put together my Necromunda gangs. Um, Escher, which is the gang I want to follow through. Although every time they bring out a gang, I'm looking at them thinking, God, they're so nice. I'm just saying, just saying now, dibs on the Vansar. Well, you can have them. (laughs) Okay. Because they're getting spiders, mechanical spiders. But I'm not painting them. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and I put together the Ramshackle Games models, which were challenging. Um, as quite a lot of resin models are, but they've turned out quite nice in the end. Um, quite a shiny plastic, quite a, re- pl- well, shiny plasticky resin. Um, find Forge World resin quite nice and, um, almost ceramic-y. Yeah. That makes, that makes sense. Um, yeah, uh, talking about, I put together Slime Marvo oh, and yeah. the, uh, and the, and the 30th edition Space Marine. Yeah. Cool. And you've, um, so, You've been doing some airbrushing, haven't you? I have. <clears throat> so my Iron Jaws army, for me, was all about um, getting to grips with the airbrush. So the whole point of them, it was going to be learning to use my airbrush. So I've done uh, a base coat of um, Steel Legion Drab uh, all over, solid coat. Um, I tried it over black and white, and it didn't make a great deal of difference. So I, I've done it with black, just because it might give it a bit more depth. Mm-hmm. Then I've gone over that with Carrick Stone and then Pallid Witch Flesh. Um, and I think they look great. I, I'm I, really chuffed with how they've well, turned I mean, out. I think they're fantastic. Really good. Especially uh, with the um, where you used paint to do a nice shiny base. <laughs> well, paint on the computer. Yeah. Because yeah. you said, oh, I can't tell what it's going to look like and with a white base. It doesn't make any sense. So I drew it on and paint on the computer at work quickly but um yeah i learned a lot with that mate it was a real really steep learning curve i I was getting the the mix too thin at one point and then it was too thick at another point and i learned so much about the trigger action and how to use it and um and after doing spending a whole evening doing them i got quite happy with them surprised by how much paint that brush uses to do its job Mm. actually I was surprised by that. Um, so the the big thing for me, the real kind of why I felt like a door had been opened and my life was going to be made a million times easier by this new piece of equipment, was uh, I had a go on some of my primary space walls. So I've already done uh, a grey base coat, a grey um, primer, and then washed them with a 50-50 mix of... Uh, or no, then sort of glazed them with rust grey, which I probably won't do next time. Uh, and then washed them with a 50-50 mix of um, Drakenhof Nightshade and Nuln Oil. And then I've airbrushed them, and or one of them, and I think it's, it's come out so well. I'm so happy with it, because it's got that a nice, smooth base, yeah, it and smooth. it will save me s- so much time. Mm. Um, probably in the future, I will literally just spray base them with Fang, and then highlight that. Um, I don't think it will look too much different. Um, and then I've gone back in and sort of pin washed the creases that were lost in the spraying. Um, but really chuffed with that because that, that for me will, will speed up my paints in a space marines no end. And 
You have one or and two I to do. I do have a fair few, yeah. Hmm. Um, because I think if you can get the armor done on space, because when I did my iron snakes, it was all about easy plate. So they were literally bulk and metal, um, and then two or three washes of of what would have been badab black. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the stuff was done. I did, you know, in in places I didn't even sort of sort out the pooling. So there's sort of pooling marks on some of them, which is a bit sloppy. But when you're painting a hundred of them, it. <laughs> <laughs> I was willing to accept <laughs> I was willing to accept that. Yeah, yeah. Um but if I can get the armor done as quick as that, but to a much better standard because of the airbrush, oh I am all over that. <laughs> I am so <laughs> happy about that. Um because I can then focus on other parts of the wolf. Um with my wolves I would probably still fine highlight the edges to give them that bit of extra stuff. But um yeah, really excited about that. Good. So the Oryx one of the things I want to do with the Oryx is really, because we've talked a lot about basing, um, and looking at Ben Chambers' army that got into the cabinets at, um, Tenebris, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's such a good baser. He really is. And, um, I wanted to sort of move on because I, I took it a bit further with my space wolves and now I want to take it a bit further with my Oryx. So I'm going for a, a European woodland kind of look. <laughs> um, and I'm going to do and the it. Next with... army is going to be Sylvanian families. Uh huh. Because <laughs> I want to, I want them to be kind of realm of life, realm of beasts. So, but to make them kind of a little bit more sinister, the woodland a bit more sinister, I'm going to, um, I'm going to put skulls on the base first. And I bought a pack of the Games Workshop skulls today. Um, I'm going to put them on the base, then cover the base in Sterling mud. Um, and paint the skull so it just looks like it's coming out of the soil a little bit. And I thought that would fit with the um malign portents theme. Yep, yeah, and obviously um go towards your, your clear worship of chaos that you haven't unveiled to the uh-huh. world yet, but is definitely happening. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> so that's that's that. Um and then I'm gonna use dried herbs for some leaf scatter. Um I'm gonna use some uh gamers grass like little tufts. Yep. Yeah. Maybe oh, a, man, maybe they a do few so flowers. Many really good ones. They do. I, I'm thinking of actually rebasing my space walls to use their winter tufts. Um, yes. Before I get too far with the army. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's, that's another thought entirely. Um, Going to put a few flowers and a few laser cut ferns on some of the bigger bases, um, and a bit of lichen here and there to make them look really kind of sort of brackeny undergrowthy. And uh, I think that'll look pretty good. Yeah, it but, will. It will look good. And a few branches. The thing is, you have to, to watch out, though. If Ben Chambers does visit your house, don't let him in the garden, because he'll just steal everything. He runs off yeah. with the twigs well, and all of the, the little stones. I was build, I was building a rockery until he visited. You, you have seen my garden, though. Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> it's just it's just grass. Yeah. <laughs> Soggy grass. No... N- yeah, soggy grass. <laughs> no, thanks, Barrett Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> um, for my soggy back garden. Um, but one of the things I wanted to do, because I'm really in love with the gore grunters. And before we repeat the conversation about how I look like a gore grunter, I'll, I'm going to head you off on that one. Who would say um, such a thing? <laughs> um, I wanted to do them so they look like they're running through water or mud and have like splashes coming out of their feet. Cause I think that would give them a real kind of energy. Um, 
You, you really liked hand... those, didn't you? I remember you got really excited when you were painting it, when you were building them. They're so good. I'm absolutely in love with them. I, I think it's because of the them. aesthetic similarities between you and them. Yeah. What, what the Oryx, Dan? No, the Gorgrunt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, perhaps, maybe. But then there you go. That's that, that's kind of that's kind of a hobby desk in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, feels like a quick quick whiz through the hobby desk in half an hour. <laughs> yeah, so lots lots of building for me, and uh, but I feel like I've made a hobby breakthrough with the with the airbrush. Um, I really do, really really do. That's good. I'm so pleased. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um. One other thing, slight little thing that I nearly forgot. I've been working on my Reavers a little bit on Tuesday nights. Oh, yeah. Sort of as my Tuesday night project on painting night. Um, they're coming on quite well. So I put the transfers on them this Tuesday. So now I can go in and start weathering and doing the highlighting. Um, they've, they're kind of coming along really nicely, actually. The, the blacks come up a bit because I've used Thun, not Thunderhawk. Dark um, Reaper. Dark Reaper. Um, and I've kept the, I've kept the grey, um, at the fang. Yeah. And I'm gonna high, I'm gonna highlight it in rust grey. Whereas with the rest of my space, I was a ticket to rust grey and highlight it with fenristian grey. So they're, they're a whole shade darker. Um, they don't pop off the table. So they're not, <laughs> they're not gonna win any painting competitions. But when you get down and look at them, they look alright. But they really, I think they really fit the characteristic of the Reavers. I wanted them to be dark. Sinister kind of night prowling, you know, wolves that hunt you when you don't expect it, kind of thing. <laughs> and come out of the bushes and scare the crap out of you, covered in blood. Blood for the blood god might get used a lot because I, I really quite like the idea of them being terror troops. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That's that's the hobby desk. Excellent. So now, rather now we're going to go desk. away and. Dan is is going to press save correctly so we don't have to do this for a third time. Aren't you, Dan? Yes, Ben. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> Guys, grab some refreshments. We actually need some having <laughs> recorded this twice. And we will see you in the galaxy of war. Welcome back, listeners. The pod thunders ever onwards with the uh, Blood Bowl team inside through the galaxy of war. So what? It's a, f- it's a bit cramped in here with your uh, with your orc team, mate. Yeah, they smell as well. Not so bad with your goblin team nah. hiding in the uh, circuitry. <laughs> so anyway, lots of flipping awesome stuff, eh? Well, there's almost so much that I don't even know where to start, dude. I mean, it's like so we were making notes, weren't we? And then. <laughs> Just, and we've moved on, ridiculous. and then you were like, wait a minute, there's a whole new flipping night. <laughs> yeah, we'd, for- we'd forgotten about it. Yeah. So, I mean, let's just we'll start let's start with the codexes. Yeah. There's not going to be... So we've got our, our, our three kind of um, big Xenos codexes coming out. I mean, we've already had Tyranids but we've and, and the Eldari, but now we're going to have Necrons, Tau, and Drakari. Really looking forward to those, because um, I'm quite interested to see the, you know, the character of them. Yeah, and Tau have been one that... I mean, I know obviously the the internet is a sandbox, but 
the people. The general feeling I've got is that Tau have, have suffered a bit so far in eighth. Yeah, they have because they were doing ridiculously well in seventh. Yeah, I think yeah, it's no- notable that they've been brought back down a peg because they were preposterous in seventh. Yeah. So, and it will be interesting to see Necrons because a friend of mine, uh, Dan Cottle, who is yeah. all yeah. the way over in Maidenhead, um, has got a Necron army and it's growing at quite the pace. So I'm quite excited to see what the Necrons get and what that does for his collection. Um, yeah, because they've really released a model to go with that one. Yeah, as well, there's they? a new kind of cryptic, cryptic gone a spider leg thing. <laughs> That's what <laughs> it's going to be called. It's quite a long name to fit on the <laughs> clan pack, but it'll it'll do. Yeah, he's he's he looks really nice. So it's nice to see that they're trying to release models. They're trying to give everything something. I know they can't with everything because they can only produce so much. But um, yeah, it's nice to see a model for that. I'm quite interested to see whether they take the law of the Yanari on a little bit with the Dukari Codex. Mm. Um, and I'm very interested to see what the Tower Necrons, because they've had nothing to do with the Gathering Storm and all of that. Um, what, what's happened to them? How, how are the Tower dealing with this massive new space problem? The Necrons um, were, well, the, not the Necrons. Trazian the Infinite was involved a little bit, wasn't he? Yeah, but I don't consider him a Necron oh, right. in many ways. He, well, as in, he is a Necron, but he's not part of the Necron, you know, dynasties, essentially. Yes. Um, they were involved in Baal. So there's a bit there, but so interesting to see where they take the law with those three more than anything. Um, for me, but then that's hardly surprising. And let's, let's move on to the night, dude. <laughs> so you're not sure oh. about the night in. I am. Oh no! Well yeah, sure but about the <laughs> but why though? That you said to me the other day, you couldn't get it. No, I can't. No, I can't do things like knights in a sensible way because I ha- when I got one knight, that was fine because one knight is one knight. But it kind of has to work down in twos. So for a knight, I'd want two of these knights. <laughs> to the, to, so if I had two bigger knights, I'd need four. Um. So in my head, I needed, I'd need a, a warhound for every two knights. Um, but if I then got a reaver, I'd need two warhounds, which means I did four knights and eight of these. So, <laughs> but then but I then did Utah. point out. So for me, a maniple is a warlord, a reaver, and two warhounds. That's what I would be getting. Wow. I'd love to get that for for forty k. Um, yeah. If I hadn't, if I hadn't sold my soul to chaos and become a heretic. And I had instead done exactly what I'm doing, but for Imperial, that's what I would aim towards. Uh, it'll be interesting though, because I like these knight armingers because it's all like barons and households, isn't it? So yeah, I kind of like the idea of having like one knight with its color scheme, and then treating like the little knight a bit like a squire, so it's got. Yeah. Elements of the yeah. same colour scheme. And then you might have another one where there's one knight but with two of those armingers and another knight with three of them or something rather than one, two, one, two, one, two. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Mix it up a that. bit with the colour schemes and things. Um, yeah, that's quite exciting actually. Hmm. Knight army. Hmm. Really, really fab looking model that though. Yeah, it is. I want, it's, it's meant to be slightly bigger than the, uh, uh, the Redemptor Dreadnought. So, 
Um, oh, is it? I thought it was um, bigger than that. Oh, interesting. Well, the Redemptor Dreadnought is massive, mate. So it's sort of somewhere between the Redemptor Dreadnought and and the Knight. Yes, that's true. I suppose yeah. the Redemptor is pretty big. Yeah. So that's exciting. oh, the Redemptor. Sorry, I was thinking of Contemptor. No, the Redemptor, yeah. the big Primaris one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is massive. Yeah, which is yeah. massive, yeah. <laughs> so so that's the 40k stuff. I mean, that's not small in its own right, really. I and mean, there's loads to talk about there, and we could talk about that for hours. But um, I think today we've just been literally slapped in the face by Forge World. Yeah, so I have got, I've got to talk about Valdor. I flipping yeah. love it. It's so good. I the first time I saw it, it looked far too busy. But when the Warhammer community team put up their more detailed picture, and I I got it up large in front of me, it's just excellent. It, it is. It is, it is excellent. It captures crazy. sort of the the regal majesty and badassery of him so well, so well. I I just think it's superb. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah. Um, really nice to see that from Forge World. To be honest, one of the things that's really interesting about him is actually his. It's not. It wouldn't take a great deal of changing to make him into a stormcast. No, true. His 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 armor shape is very very similar. So if you got rid of like just a few of the imperial kind of obvious Aquilas, um and pipe work. Um, which there isn't a great deal of. He could very easily be Stormcast. Yeah. Which is quite cool. I'm, I'm sure we'll see something like that come out. Yeah. And Dawn. Yeah. So, oh Dawn. man, I love Dawn. I, I can't get over his hair. But I don't know if that's the way <laughs> it's painted. It looks a bit like a sheep. I think when you've, when you've got a white background like that, it, it could be quite easy to lose the detail in the white hair. So I'm going to give that the benefit of the doubt until I see the, um, resin pictures of him. Yes. Yeah. But I, I love like his stance. He's got that stoicism going on. Oh, well, I, he looks to me like he gives absolutely zero shits. <laughs> the joys of having a BG podcast. <laughs> You're like, <gasps> that was brilliant, man. Trying to search of a word, yeah. Um, I mean, he's surrounded by dead Alpha Legion, um, Alpha Legion Night Lords, and he's just standing there like, yeah, is that really all you've got? Because if you have, if there's nothing more on board, just, yeah. just leave, leave Terror and go home. <laughs> he, he's poised in like a, He's got that stoicism and that immovable rock, but you can see, like, in an instant, that blade could be moving. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. it is superb. Yeah. I really like it. And um, it actually makes me appreciate Gilliman more as well, because the Gilliman one, when it came out, I was a bit disappointed at the fact that it wasn't, like, in a combat pose. But yeah. it, this has made me reflect on him and the fact that it captures Gilliman more, like his persona, the, that sculpt. Yeah. So yeah, that's um, that's an excellent model. Really, really impressed. Um, which is not not a great thing because unfortunately, 
Um, ben James has been saying he's excited about White Scars again because they are uh, now going to be in the next book. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then Tom is just permanently excited about the heresy anyway. <laughs> yes, he is. So yeah. that... You might need to start painting salamanders. Yeah, well, I've still got a few to do, so that's all right. Woo! I can do that. Um, so I'm going to move up. I'm going to move up the page. I don't, I don't want to rush you, but we do need to rush a little bit because <laughs> we've got to fit. We've got to fit in your battle reports of how you won or lost some of your games. <laughs> no, let's be positive. We've got to fit in your battle reports about how you crushed everything at uh, Wintertide. So. <laughs> So, um, the new, the pick, the custodies models, yeah. stunning. Yeah. Um, the Vagyars, uh, least said about them, the better, frankly, especially cons- compared to the Alpha Legion Terminator, um, which just looks stunning, um, and actually has a pistol grip on his weapon. So it's not impossible for them to do that. I'm just pointing that out. Um, and that's as much bitching as I'm going to do on that subject tonight. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and right next to him is Alpharius. Oh, so good. And all you can see is his helmet and it's so, so good. Yeah. Be interested to see how big he is actually, because he was more like the size of a normal Marine, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. Well, not much bigger, maybe a few inches taller. Yeah. Yeah. But certainly not like the, you know, the, extra head on or head and shoulders above everyone else no i love i love this termite mole thing that is just yeah. fantastic oh, is, that is the imperial mole yeah and the termite oh mate so good and that little land speeder i well you probably no surprise to you but that land speeder just made me so happy i could I barely contain my excitement I knew it. Because I love land speeders and I, and I love the rogue trader land speeder. And then they've gone and thrown that out out of nowhere. It, it looks so good as a reimagining. Yeah. Oh, mate. It's so good. How those poor dudes stay in their seats is, is another thing entirely. But, I love um, that somebody, you put that picture up, didn't you? And somebody's, <laughs> how did this get I'm, past health and safety? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so they can leap off and punch people in the face if they need to. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, loads of new doors for Alpha Legion and Salamanders. Salamanders in there. There's a wicked looking Mechanicum thing. Oh, that bloke with like forty legs. Yes, and three tails. It's called Magos um, Dominus Anacaris Scoria. One of yeah, the founding yeah. fathers of the Dark Mechanicum. So he yeah. he's obviously that is a flipping fantastic model. Yeah, there's so much good. That's going to be a nightmare to paint. He's going to be thought, he's going to be good. He's got like a dark matter lance, a dark lance thing. Yeah, up there. And what I really like about that founding father of what of the Dark Mechanicum, and then you look at him and you think about the Defiler. Yes, that's yeah, brilliant, yeah, yeah, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely, that yeah. is excellent. So I'm assuming because he's a named character, and people are probably screaming and thinking, "You're idiots, you idiots!" But he must appear in the Heresy series somewhere that I've not read yet. Yeah, yeah, um, or listened to yet. Talking of which, very briefly, I am literally just listening to the bit 
where Horace... I suppose this is a spoiler, so stop listening if you really don't want to know, but most people will know this. Horace is virus-bombing Istvan 3. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? It's, it's not good. It's horrendous. But anyway, so yeah, that's very um, emotionally the moving night? for me. There's a new night. Huh? A new night? The Acastus night variant? Oh, the Mechanicum one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty With cool. Big gun things. Um, we've done that. I, I, what's Imperial this little Guard tank? What's this little guy? The Necromunda. He's got like sunglasses on. I don't know. He looks awfully like a race that doesn't exist anymore. He does, doesn't it? Like a, like a like a dwarf, but in space. A dwarf but in space. I'm sure Games Workshop did those. A dwarf in space. I'm so excited about him, dude. There's <laughs> <laughs> a squat, man. There's a squat. They did it. They finally did it. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, it's good brilliant. for them. And what a fantastic video. Yeah. Really yeah. good, wasn't it? So there's loads of cool stuff like being hinted at for Necromunda. We've got um, the Huntress, which is basically the, the Escher from the Cardboard Cutout. We've got a Goliath Bounty Hunter, a Goliath King, the Escher Queen. Um, I don't know who, who that dude is. Bounty Hunter, Eros Slagmist, and Belladonna. Amazing. These names are amazing. Great, isn't it? <laughs> um, really excited about those. I mean, they, I think, I'm, I've really enjoyed Necromunda. Still enjoying Necromunda. The Orlok models are so nice that I could accidentally buy a gang of them and I've never really been into Orlok. Um, this is going to be the problem though. Every single get, every single gang they bring out, I'm going to fall in love with because the sculpts have been so good. So absolutely loads of sneak peeks and they are not even on day two. Yeah. So we should see more tomorrow, um, which we won't be able to talk about um, because we can't see into the future, but <laughs> unsurprisingly. Um, so really excited about those releases. Um, 40k is, I still think, going from strength to strength at the moment. Oh, the whole lot is. It's, it's awesome. It's difficult to know where to turn next, isn't it? But yeah, it, it is brilliant. Really good. Really good to see. Lots of fantastic stuff. So um, <clears throat> so now we're going to head on to your uh, your battle report. Yeah, so through the magic of um, of the warp and our superior <laughs> technological skill, <laughs> we <laughs> are going to now go... Given what happened for the hobby desk, dude. That... <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to go live to find out how I've got on at... <laughs> at Wintertide. So I'm off to Wintertide in the morning. Um, the army is packed behind me. I've printed my list so I can't change it again. Um, he's changed it. He's literally changed it every half an hour for the last three days and every day before that. Yeah, I've changed it quite and- a lot. I've been um and R in and I've decided to take the demons out completely because I think they cost too many command points and you either have to commit to it completely which means not taking the hell groups, which I've just painted, or not do it at all, I've decided. So I may be bemoaning that um, in the next five minutes. <laughs> but 
we shall see how it goes. Seven command points. Um, oh, wow. Where did, where did you get your seventh from? Yeah, so um, I put the Hellbrutes in a Vanguard detachment. Seven's a lot, actually. Talk through that. So you've got three... So you get three anyway. Anyway, you got three for the battalion, and then you got the old Vanguard attachment. Yeah. So, so okay, bear yeah. in mind, like when I went last time, I had three in total. Three. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. So, um, planning to use stratagems, I've I've put in twenty four cultists, so that if I want Amazing. to, I can use Tides of Traitors to pop up behind people um, mm. and grab an objective. So that'd be quite cool, um, and also distract a little bit. And then I've gone for a really base level Chaos Lord um, to get the reroll ones on the Dreadnoughts. Really, I want to have my command points for like little stratagems where I need them, rather than burning them away, getting those demons in. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, you know, I don't, you have no idea who I'll be drawn against, what scenario I'll be playing. But it would be really nice not to come second to last this time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, awesome. um, guys, thank you for joining Ben and I on this bit of the Galaxy of War. And now we'll find out how it actually got on. Right, hello, and welcome through the medium of podcasting to the future, which is actually the past by the time you guys listen to this. So, as you know, um, I have been off to winter tides, and I've been with Substitute Ben, who is sat next to me, and he's shaking his head at that. I'm not and even the man, the legend of tanks, Mr. Tom Pedersmith, is with me, so for the first time. So, Tom, welcome to the podcast. Substitute Ben, welcome back. Thank you. Give me something I said. A substitute. Ben. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. So, so we just um, we just come back, uh, set up the podcast stuff, and started to record this. So, some awesome things today from Winter Tides at uh, at Bristol Independent Gaming. So, Ben won best painted army. So, well done, mate. Very good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Nice thing to. Thank you. To... I just thanked you. I don't thank know you why, for winning. Thank you for winning. <laughs> thank you for something we can talk about. <laughs> That's it. So uh, yeah, well done. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it's really cool. To this is my first forty k finish, aren't they? So it's really cool to have something that people recognise that have put a lot of work in and tried to develop the armies that go through it. Starting to rack up the painting accolade. <laughs> no, there's a few. There's a couple so far, which is really cool and be nice to try and push on with the next projects. And like aim to try and win things with stuff. It's nice. And you're uh, gonna have a go at Golden Demon. Yeah, as you told everyone else. No, I'm yeah. to tell everyone on here. Yeah, I'm, I'm well aware that I'm not near the standard to win a Golden Demon yet, but I'd like to try and push it. And by entering is the way that makes me do that. Yeah. Put something in that I'm happy that I've put enough effort in. Anyway. So, um, how did the weekend go then for the the four? So you took Mechanicum. Yeah, I took Mechanicum list. Um, like a. For those of you who care about lists, I've got the uh, a battalion and a spearhead. I was a bit cheeky and took um, Stygis 8 for the battalion and took Mars for the spearhead purely so I could use one Mars stratagem. Like, let's get to do more wounds, which I think I did in your your massive walker one time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but I managed to um, get two wins and a loss throughout the three games, which was quite cool. The first one was against a chap who had a custodes army. She told me he finished building about three o'clock last night. 
<laughs> tough as nails. Um, there's just not enough of them. He Maybe. had some of the jet bikes, didn't he? Yeah, they, um, they everything on the army. Once you've got a detachment of them, their booster and vulnerable save, the wounds, they, they take a hell of a lot of firepower to kill. A, a hell of a lot. Um, so it really cool to see him in action, but managed to get the win. He just didn't have enough units to get the Maelstrom objectives. Mm. That was the thing that let him down, was that, I believe. Um, so the fact it was Maelstrom missions let him down, we'll remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, second one was against Liam, who is on Insta as Adeptus Bristodicus, I believe. He's working on Mechanic Army. He had played his guard. We have a couple of assassins, and that was a real close game. It went to uh, end of turn six, and he won that. Um, he got enough points in the last couple of turns, but we none of us got any objectives until towards the end of turn two. It was very close. It was really cool to play guard. They got even more firepower than my mechanic. Yes, yeah. how much they've got. Two P's Ben and I were on the receiving end of some horrendous Astra Militarum firepower that put Tenebris. So yeah, not surprised to hear you say that. Yeah, it was quite cool. Like, it was a well-balanced list anyway. I mean, they had quite a lot of infantry to go with it as well. So, yeah, just very different to play. I haven't played them in eighth. So, very cool to see. And final one was against a fellow Mechanicum player. Against a lad called Tom from Bridgewater. And it was down to turn... I got the points I needed to win in turn six. I played turn seven and he just didn't have enough models left at that point to get <laughs> enough. And he got unlucky with the Maelstrom objectives as well. I got quite lucky in the last two turns. So that one, that I think combined, I think we had seven models left between us <laughs> in the last time and nearly all of them were characters. It was very cool. He was um, a nice young lad to talk to and see what he's doing with his hobby and stuff like that. But first time I've been on the end, the receiving end <clears> of what mechanicus can do, especially those Dacobots. Like, and now see why you guys don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> You've got some self-reflection moments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're just... Yeah, they're a little bit mental. <laughs> and what did you think of it overall, event-wise? What did you like, or what would you change? It's a pretty intense, like, one day to do three games, I suppose, much like it was the first day to Nebris. Like, we all felt pretty tired at the end of it, but it was cool to do it. Cool to see the different ones. I'm, I have to be honest, I'm a little bit of a sucker for having painted armies at events. I would like to see, a lot of guys did have them painted, but it was a few who would be nice to, they've got fantastic models, just put a little bit of paint on them. Yeah. Really cool. <laughs> like, they've got some lovely models out there, and you can see what they, for the other ones in the army, they, they will get there. It'd be quite, it'd be nice to see it for the event. Yeah. I don't know, I think, I go the way with what I've seen from match play and competitive match play. I do feel there should be an element of potentially limiting what detachments can be taken. I'd quite like to think all armies should have to take a battalion. Yeah, so you're limited. You must take no more than three Mm. at that points level anyway. Um, But yeah, it can be any. Yeah, it can be any. um, And I know for some games workshop let you take anything like that. I wondered if it would be fairer. Like we saw a list this weekend, which was the. They're just custode jet bike spam, which was just, and it was just them as far as I was aware. It's lots and lots of them. And while it's very cool, don't know, I know it's a tournament, so the theme goes out the window a little bit, but it's nice to have a bit of a story in the tournament games. Um, so maybe a battalion, it gives you boots on the ground. Mm. And it just makes it, I don't know, I don't want to say fair, that's not the right word, but I think maybe that might help it a bit. Otherwise, no, it was it was a cracking game. It was the second tournament I've ever done. The, fir- the first one was a few years ago. It was cool to do some more competitive play, see how it went. 
I yeah, all right. racking up more games. So that's you're on ten now. Ten in a month, or just over. Yeah, and that's just <laughs> I don't think I managed ten last year. <laughs> yeah, so that's good. That's good. Cool. So, Mister Tom, hey. over there. Hey. So you took the glorious Blood Angels. Oh, I did indeed. Yeah, took my Blood Angels out, and Pretty you nice. had the the repulsors again. Yeah, gave my repulsors another spin. Um, just two of them, though. Just the two this time, and they were on fire this time. Yeah, they're rolling really good. You blazed the trail blazed first trail. two games. Yeah, absolutely. Won my first two games. Um, they're both really close until like the last turn or so when allegedly like tabled someone or you know got some really good objectives. But um, yes, it was like real cinematic moments all throughout. So um, even though I was going into the event thinking, oh, it's just going to be full of those people. I got two real lucky matchups and they were very similar to me in the way they played. So it's just like relaxed, just rolling dice, having some fun. And yeah. Although you I did say those. to me at one point, you suddenly realised what Hellblasters could do. Yeah. Yeah. Some guy <laughs> pointed out that Hellblasters are AP4 and not AP3. And I was just yeah, like, yeah. my goodness. Why, why are they not in my list? Because that is incredible. I was playing them all weekend um, when we went up to Warhammer World as AP3. No one pointed that out. No, I didn't even realise you Never said was, that. Yeah. I was just like, well... That's I a good up, learning point. Picked up more of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's ace. Yeah. You do the, um, the, the sort of source lighting stuff on those guys as well, don't you? Yeah, well, a little bit, yeah. Just from on the guns. I don't actually go on... I don't want to ruin the red. The lovely red I've created. I don't want to go and ruin that with a bit of blue. So, um, you came, I think you were 13th out yeah. of Ben. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Ben was 13th out of the 40. And Tom, 15th, 15th, I think. Yeah. Very good. If I'd written a bit of fluff. If you'd I'd written some fluff. I'd probably come a bit further, uh, further up the table. Hey, oh, hey. What you like? Mm-hmm. So, what else was in? So, command points wise, what did you? Um, have? I only had three command points. I took a patrol detachment, so two units of five intercessors. Mm-hmm. Um, they piled into one of the repulses. A unit of three aggressors with the flamestorm gauntlets. Um, a captain, primaris captain in gravis armor. A primaris lieutenant and two units of three insectors. Uh, one unit with the plasma guns. I think they're called hellfire plasma guns. Mm-hmm. And one unit with just the um, regular bolters. I say regular bolters, but shenanigans. Yeah, a lot. You can. I didn't have a lot of command points, but using those three command points to like move my interceptors around the table was real key. You know, picking them up, deploying them, trying to get a uh, slayer warlord. Was, can yeah. you pick them back up? Yeah. Off the so table? Um, it's just like I say, it's just like was is um, what do you call it? Wanderers, <laughs> like those kind of shenanigans. I can just um, at the start of my deployment. Was <laughs> yes. That's going to be a new yeah. segment, I think. New Age of Sigma yeah. segment. Uh, Dan's uh, shenanigans. So I can pick them up at the start of my movement phase and put them back into reserve. Yeah. And then at the end of the phase, I can deploy them nine inches away. The same movement in phase. In the same movement phase. Oh, yeah. That's quite so nice. So <laughs> people like can hide their warlord behind troops thinking they're safe, but are just like. It's also you know, quite a cheeky late yeah. game objective stick. Yeah, well. getting a line breaker with them yeah. or dropping them onto an objective. Really helpful. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The chaos, you're not allowed. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm sensing a change for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think Ben will let you. No, yeah. maybe not. 
Interesting, you mentioned just now that you thought it might be full of those of those type of people. I think it's because I was one of those people. Maybe I think if there's no those people, you usually are that person, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it works. This is getting deep now. <laughs> so um, it is interesting because you never know when you go to an event what it's going to be what, like. Who you know the people you're going to come across, yeah. and you don't have that. Well, you've got to try and give your all, whatever, don't you? Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Like, I'm always surprised, even though I worked in the shop, you worked in the shop, the amount, the variety and the background that everybody from the hobby comes on, and they all want to take part in tournaments, a lot of them all competitive playing to see what they do, but you can have the most dirty, filthy lists and still be an awesome player and have yeah, great yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think everyone gets worried about playing the person who doesn't, is not there for their opponent, they're not there yeah. to have fun, they just want to win at all costs. I think, I think people are more worried about playing the list. Yeah. You know, like the jet bike list. Actually, that guy could have been a real hoot to play against, but he just did. So everyone's going, oh, I don't want to play against that list. But yeah. Actually, I guess I'm more focused on now playing the person, and that's always quite fun. Mm. When it's nice and chillax, you, know, you just have a laugh. That's <laughs> what about. Ben talks about it, doesn't it? Like the, the, the contract between the players. Mm. It's, yeah. a, it's a big thing. The more I played, the more I see that. As long as you just want to make sure everyone's having a good time. Doesn't matter if it's a tournament or it's match play because you can play a narrative game and not have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been putting it off. Um, but, uh, <laughs> so I came twenty fifth this time, which is fifteen places better than last time, <laughs> which I'm really uh, shocked at. <laughs> so um, obviously, anyone that's been listening has been listening to me putting together lists. So I took the Hell Brutes. Um, I decided to put them in. And um, I had seven command points this time, up from the three I had the last time I went. <laughs> yeah, the Hellbrutes, I didn't think they were that good, to be honest. They they did some stuff in the last game, which was useful. First couple of games, the first guy I played, John, he, poor guy, his dice were ridiculous a lot of the way through. Although there were some key moments where Invulnerable Saves just came through for him, which was Because he had useful. a Zinch Demon army? Zinch Demons, mm-hmm. yeah, so... He was running Zinch Demons, and he actually went on to come six, six, six I think. Six, six, I think so, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Top ten. So he he did pretty well. That game finished up eight points uh, for me, uh, and ten points for him. Now, what I'm saying is, I got eight because of corn, and that's it. I just got <laughs> so that's what I'm claiming on that one. Nothing so, to do with John's last turn at all. No, nothing, <laughs> nothing at all, nothing at all. So uh, then I uh, I played Alistair and his orcs. So I've not played orcs for about 15 years, which is why I only got one point in that game. <laughs> no, he, was that only orc player there? I think what? he's the only orc player in um, in most of the UK. And just, oh, yeah, definitely British. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, you could tell he was really feeling the fact that he didn't have a codex. He really wanted a codex. And I, you know, that's fair enough. You can understand you want a codex. Especially not getting some of the cool shenanigans, as Tom yeah, called them. Uh, need your shenanigans. It adds so much to the game, doesn't it? Like, yeah. It's not even just the stratagems, but just the tweaks they make to your units. So they suddenly mm-hmm. they blend and they work a lot better. It has made a bit of, does make a huge difference to your game. So how many yeah. points did you get against the guy without the codex? At one. Oh, just one. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, just the one. Um, and he had five. So um, despite being absolutely gutted that he had no codex, he still won. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, though, and this is an important thing, I suppose, to pick up to... So a couple of things that I learned from that game. One was you've got to be really careful because people kept trying to surround my rhinos and then blow me up so I couldn't get out. But it's quite hard to do that because you have only got to be within three 
And you can leap over the enemy to get there. It doesn't matter mm. if there's a ring all the way around the rhino. Well, you imagine if you've got an exploding tank, yeah. you're probably yeah. going to duck your head down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was uh, interesting. And the other thing is is to remember to talk to your opponent about their expectations. So Alistair had all this stuff on one side of the table. We set up all our objectives and then I got to choose and I picked the other side of the table. Mm. And I think that really threw him. Like he was like, what? Now I've got to move everything and oh my goodness. And... Oh, I've put my objectives in silly places now, but it's matched play, and that's what how it works. So. But, but, yeah. yeah, it's in context. Like he had a lot of models. Oh yeah, yeah. so he had but a lot of moves. It is it's matched play, and it's a taunt. If you play a friendly game, yeah, oh, yeah, we'll just stay here. But there is an element of trying to get points and win. In this yeah, situation. there is. But I just think I suppose it is quite not. It's it's quite often you find that people don't move sides, so it's probably worth yeah. just checking before you start putting down objectives. That yeah. That's what you're going to do. I think that's what I could have done to make the game a bit better for him, mm-hmm. a bit more enjoyable for him was to have just checked before we started setting up. So then, last game against Mike. So I know I know Mike, and he had uh, an Ultramarines army, bit of a mix, Primaris, Service of Repulsor in there. Yeah, good game. I managed to win that one 16 points to 10, but I got some lucky cards towards the end. I got Kingslayer after I'd already killed his, his Warlord, for example, and rolled a three, or rolled the three points, sorry. Hellbrutes actually did some stuff in that, helped kill off a Repulsor, killed a few things in combat, going on about their last cannons, but then they just got in there and battered some stuff. Game got a bit stagnant because it was all centred around this objective four for a while, and neither of us could really influence yeah. what was going on. Um, but yeah, it was alright. I think Mike had a bit of a difficult weekend with his army, which is why we met like quite low down on the tables, I suspect. But it did get me moaning about or going on about in the car. I'm not having the best of time with the Maelstrom missions. And I used to love the Maelstrom missions and the random variety. Um, and maybe it's because the corn army is more linear. So when I used to play Eldar that were very maneuverable, mm, yeah. I really yeah, liked yeah, the Maelstrom yeah. missions. But with the corn army, I've, I much preferred to Nebris where the objectives were set and you knew where they were and what you were trying right. to achieve. Because on a couple of occasions this weekend, in fact, either me or my opponent have suffered massively just because the, the cards we pulled were just shocking. Yeah. I wonder, and also because just the nature of your, it's a shuffled random deck. Yeah. That you're taking the cards from for Maelstrom. It's not. You want the mission to be as fair as possible, so it's down to the players with the tournament. So I feel maybe the the standard, and there's more in the uh, chapter approved now as well. Maybe going for the more I don't know what's not standard, but the more traditional missions. Yeah, have a Maelstrom. I think are great if you just want to pick up game and a bit of a laugh, and because wacky things happen because mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. Um, I, I do enjoy them because of the stuff that can happen, but I think maybe as a fairer platform. Go the other way. Well, I think the ITC is it's set, a combination, isn't it? yeah, yeah. And yeah. their missions yeah. are set, and there are Maelstrom, but you've also got your set objectives as well. So there's yeah. different parts of it. We should have a go sometime and see what we think. Yep, yeah. Mm. Well, we, you know, I know you you watch tabletop tactics, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you? definitely. Do you? Have you seen yeah, every now and again. So, yeah. So yeah. they, I know they were, I know they were using. Well, they used a couple some, before, before their practice they went over to yeah. LVO. Yeah, so but it'd be quite cool just to. Just to see what it's like, um, cause I've never had a go and there's a lot more to think about. There's different levels of the game, which is a bit more tactical thinking. So it'd be quite cool to see how that works. And the missions are free, I believe, on Frontline Gaming, aren't they? You can download yeah. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they'd have to have a look. I'd probably tag along, but I'll try and stay put on table just so I can have a bit of fun. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I'd do very well and I think I'd just stop enjoying it 
Oh, you mean like at the LVO or yeah, something like, like that? Yeah, uh, if we were to go to a proper tournament, I mean, not say today wasn't. Like a, a Yeah, it was just a bit ones, more like like lighthearted. Yeah, like a proper GT, I think I'll just not have as much fun. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, there's a different... That's what we talked about earlier. It's it? people are going to win those games, but it, yeah. that's still the, the opponent. Oh yeah, you... um, I don't like we said about tabletop t- tactics. There's quite a lot they talk about, and Lawrence especially, and Beard. They say about having fun, and they can they take sometimes exceptionally strong armies, but they still have a laugh when they're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And an element of story and stuff like that, because it is like the miniatures are fantastic, and you want to see the cool bit when you're. <laughs> your platoon commander walks up to Demon Prince and punches him in the nose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. So even in a tournament, you want to see those fun little things, don't you? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Good. Well, thank you both very much. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, it's good not to have come bottom table, and obviously, I'm you know I'm pleased to be holding you guys up, <laughs> yeah, supporting. supporting you, supporting the thing. So, um, so final thing then before we uh we go. Back to the the cast, as it were. So, what's next? What Tom? What are you working on at the moment, man? What um, you, is it more for the Blood Angels, or are I you there's am, some heresy on the horizon? There's, there? Well, I'm going to build and paint my Elf Union Blood Bowl team. Yeah, because we played a game a couple of days ago, and it is a hoot. Loved yeah. it. I just thought I had to do the full Dan Jolly, go out and buy everything for it. Tom has coined the full Dan Jolly now, which is, I've decided I'm going to do something, I just bought everything related to it. Even, yeah, decided to get the app rule book and just go mad, so I'm going to paint them. And then I'm going to pick. I hope my you're f- going to go and buy the pitch now. now uh, if I can that. get it, if I can find where it's in stock, I'm going to go buy the pitch. Just to order it. Is it on GW's website? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah it's on GW's website. Oh, it yeah, but he, I had a word with Jim, oh. and he can order it for you. So, might be worth having well, a look. I have a word with Jim. Right, there we um, go. Free Redemptor Dreadnoughts. Right, yeah, That'll of course. Because everything comes in free. Everything <laughs> comes in free in my army. I did three. You've done three re- repulsors. Yeah, need three redemptors. three redemptors. You did... No, you got four Dragoons, yeah. haven't you? Well, I only paid yeah. three for this. Ah, uh, so see. Couldn't fit the fourth in the points. Yeah, so you Although need another knight, so you've got three of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's um, cool. Paint up some Empress children from a heresy. Yeah, right. That's enough. Right. Moving <laughs> on then. So, <laughs> yeah, you could do some. Yeah, some purple dudes. And then I think I'll probably be out of time for the year. Yeah. I you don't know. know. It depends. Where the mood I, takes you. You go yeah, mental. I do go mental. If I get when I get the paintbrush in my hand, I get I get going. But you are on it. You had that yeah. really cool tester for your stormcast, like the blue. Yes. I, really oh, I nice. do have to paint a thousand points of stormcast. In Ultramarine's colours because it looks because it looks baller. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, actually, it's interesting because in the Mortal Round segment, which if I remember rightly is just before this one. Yeah. No, it's not. It's, it's just after, after this one. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about hoping that you do some Stormcast, so you get the Lord in Ordinator, the 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 guy from the, uh, the yeah, the guy one, with the, the two builder. hammers, yeah, the builder, builder yeah. man, yeah, yeah. yeah. and Star Drake. And a Star Drake. <laughs> it's gonna build him a Star Drake. Yeah. So in your with th- a cannon in on my thousand, in my thousand point list is just like Star Drake and some dudes. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So, um, so Ben, what about you, man? What, what are you doing next? Apart um, from going on holiday? Yeah, well, in yeah, two weeks I'm on holiday for a couple of weeks. So I've been pretty much no hobby except for some reading. So, yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> um, but I picked up. <laughs> 
today, as we've all enjoyed a bit of the ball, and we don't have a Skaven team between us yet, so I picked that up, which I think you want to get hold of at some point. <laughs> um, so we've got five different teams between the four of us now, if you include the core box. The goblins, humans, orcs, Skaven, and... Alfs. Alfs. Alf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that'd be cool to have a see how they all play. Yeah. Um, as you've already said, entering Golden Demon, and I've said potentially about entering Marbo, but I've already started on very quickly putting a base together for maybe a Stonehorn or Thunder Tusk. Yeah. So have a go. It's a bigger model, but it's <clears> one of my favourite models out of... The Ogre's one of my favourite ranges, but that particular model I think is fantastic. So paint something that inspires you, don't it? Yeah, um, absolutely. But for the rest of the year, I need to get an AOS army done, and then I've got an army for the three, three of the big systems from G-Dubs. Good work. Yeah, and then it's... Try and get all the backlog done. Yeah. <laughs> Whilst the like more comes in. The yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like that. Well, we've seen that that new knight will be getting added to the Mechanicus at some point. Yeah. My Crusader needs two of them flanking. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about the big one from the uh, Ford. Oh, you on that. Oh, <laughs> get that on my painting desk <laughs> right now. It could go right next to the uh, the other knight that's still in a bag yeah, in pieces. And the Reaver Titan. <laughs> and the Reaver <laughs> Titan. Desk. Under the desk. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, dear. Cool. What, what about you for the corn? What's next? Oh, they all, everybody's the heard about me and my corn. Anything I find, well, the the demon prince. I was so Ben said, oh, I should paint some um, Nurgle, some Nurgle, and then I went to paint some Nurgle, and what actually happened is I started painting a corn demon prince because I just can't help <laughs> myself. But I am painting a Nurgle guy as well. So. I do agree with Ben that I think you'd enjoy having a slightly different playstyle to you. Army, so getting some Nurgle done would be quite different. Having a few of them elements to it. Yeah, I. To be honest, I, I, I. What I really like to do is just get um, jet bike Custodes army. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's how I want to go with it. <laughs> I'm coming back. I'm coming back, Emperor. I'm sorry. <laughs> anybody want? Anybody wishes to buy a corn army? <laughs> it's all good. And I'm going to go and do the full down jolly and just buy everything. everything well, you've already wants. done that with the elder last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. That's not, that's not no, I'm. I love chaos. You know, I love chaos. So I'll yeah. stay with it. I'd quite like to do. A Forge World sort of um, demon engine army. That'd be cool. Which ones? Like, like I know you said, like you're going to. Um, I know you said you're going to march on Warhammer World and tell them they've got to have people take battalions. But um, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to get you know the blood slaughterer, the little things, and the impaler. Yeah, but I didn't mean. So when I said that, I didn't mean just that. I'd take battalion to start with, which most uh, armies can do if you're playing a two K. Most not if tend I just to want to take brass scorpions. Well, yeah, it's fair enough. You want to turn up to a tournament with three brass scorpions? Yeah, <laughs> I got the bark to base them. Yeah, yeah that's that. <laughs> cool. Well, um, Ben told me I was allowed to talk to you guys for ten minutes for mm. this segment, so that's uh, we're up to about half an hour. Sorry, so, um, that's <laughs> so thank you both very much. I'm glad you had a good time. Next event I don't think we've got an event but to have we as such but we are going to Warhammer Fest so yeah, I'm sure we'll record something called up there May May right so thank you very much guys for joining us in the galaxy of war um, and now we're going to go on to the mortal realms where we're going to talk about Lord Ordinatus there we go cheers guys
And we're still getting super excited about Malign Portents, which sounds... It is hot hot enough. So, I mean, there's... There's dice now. Yeah. So, (laughs) I got out a book the other day, um, because this whole thing reminds me of of a campaign that, for me, defined a period of my hobby. Um, Can you guess which book that is? Storm of Chaos. Storm of Chaos. Absolutely. Storm of Chaos. So, Storm of Chaos was a campaign where um, it was the introduction of Archeon, um, and you had his name I've forgotten, like a kind of avatar of Sigma. Um, Volton. Volton, that's it. And they, f- they fought off and they produced models for Sig- uh, Voltron and they produced models for Archeon. In fact, they produced three models for um, Volton. Yeah, they had young Volton, mid Volton, and, and epic Volton on a on a massive shiny steed. Um, yeah, and he carried Galmaraz. The Emperor gave him Galmaraz, and he stopped the Storm of Chaos. And the whole campaign was about working out whether he stopped the Storm of Chaos or it actually happened. And it was fantastic. It was so well supported. It had models for the characters. It had its own codex. It was it had a website. It was just it was done so well. And then it all it had some cool armies as well, didn't you it? Did, it had the yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it did. The Dark Elf Slaneshi one was my favourite. Yes. Um, oh, and the Troll Slayer one. Yeah. And uh, and it and it kind of it wrote it wrote the background for um, Warhammer. And I think after that, there was a lot of campaigns that just didn't cut the mustard. They kind of thought they could capture the same thing, but without putting as much support in. This is the first time I've seen anything like the amount of support for a, for a campaign. There's a book. It's it's on pre-order this weekend. It's got dice. It's got a whole codex. There's four character models that they've released. Um, there's a story all the time coming out. The stories are wicked. Have you read them? Yeah, they're yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's like it's free Black Library content. Respect <laughs> is what it is. Um, they're really short, yeah. but they're they're really Make, they're bringing the whole thing to life, and I am so excited about it. Well, that's my Oryx have come out of it. I've dropped my Space Wolf army temporarily to get my Oryx done. You know, that, that's kind of how important it is. That to me. says a lot. It says a lot, doesn't it? I'm so excited about it. Um, I want to talk about the painting schedule first. So the first thing was the Getting Started box set, which we're both working yep. on, aren't we? Um, yeah. And then, and actually, yes, I can officially say I am actually working on it. It's amazing. And then, um, month two is buy and paint your alliance's harbinger. So, um, I will obviously be choosing. I'm struggling with the fact that this guy's covered in mushrooms, but the fungoid cave shaman Snazgar stink mullet, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, and your one will be, uh, Dark Oath War Queen Marakar Blood Sky. Um, I'm yep. fairly certain that, um, Keldrek Knight of Shouds and the Lord Ordinator Vorus Starstrike, all of them might end up in my collection at some point because there's not a single one of those models that I'm not utterly in love with. So, um, I'm really hoping that Tom, because he's, he's on about doing Stormcast slowly but i really hope he picks up that guy it'd be just nice to have um have another one yeah picked up so um and then month month three is uh there's kind of three units for each faction so i'll give you an example for 
on my Iron Jaws, they've recommended Auric Moor Crusher, um, The Brutes, and The Mega Boss. Which luckily I've bought all of those with my birthday and Christmas money. So um, I'm all set. Do you are you do you have to paint one or do you have to paint all three? All, all that... three, yeah. I think you have to paint all three. Yeah, it says exp- what have I got to do? No, one of the faction appropriate units shown below. So you just have to do oh. one. So what my choice is uh, for Nurgle? It's the Nurgle Rotbringer Glockkin. Um, or oh my gosh, Nur- right? <laughs> Nurgle Rotbringer Magath Lord. Oh yeah. Um, or the Rotbringer Putrid Blight Kings. Ah. Um, that's a cool little start to an army, isn't it? Yeah. So you, you'd end up with a behemoth, uh, a getting started box set, and a character, a special character. So I don't think you can go, go far wrong with that, to be honest. And there's a painting competition for all three. Yeah. Um, and we now know a lot more about the structure of it, thanks to... Sorry about the clicking in the background, guys. Um, thanks to the new releases. So, it's a branching narrative. Um, the actual campaign is called the Dread Solstice Campaign, and uh, it's in three chapters, uh, starting on the February the 15th, um, and I'm guessing that you know, it'll kind of exp- we'll know more about it as it happens. But, Where are you uh, reading this from? On the Malign Portents website? Uh, no, it was on one of the community posts. Oh, right, okay. In fact, the same one which released the knights. So the dread, the dread solstice is the is the is the global campaign within the umbrella of the malign portents. Ah, right. Um, okay, cool. So it's a huge sort of choose your own adventure story. So you remember, like, uh, um, those books that are incredibly written by Games Workshop <laughs> that started that whole. You know, you're in a room and there's a door and the window is rattling. What do you do next? Turn to page fifteen to open the window, and page twenty to open the door, and that. So it's a, it says it's a bit like that. Choose your own adventure story, and then um, you kind of work your way through, and every choice has consequences and leads its way through. So quite excited to see the sort of nitty gritty of that. Um, you have to play, um, play, and sort of have it registered to for it yeah. to count in the campaign, like with all these sorts of things, and um, you can get the FAQ and schedule. Uh, all, all on this kind of post, which I'll post a link to. Um, I'm really excited to see how this turns out because they, I feel like we're shaping the background of of the mortal realms here, dude. Yeah, uh, and I think that's amazing. And I think you've got four new characters, which we'll build a story about over the next half a year. But they're all also bringing back ones that we know and love in inverted commas so nagash is coming back he's getting a new battle tome imminently and um there's some demented elf woman coming back with her corrupted elf things (laughs) (laughs) morathi yeah Yeah, morathi is coming back um and that's a big hint about slanesh in there fella because she talks in the video about how she's been um Twisted into a form to pleases her tormentor, and she was a soul was taken by Slanesh, wasn't it? At the end of the, um, so I reckon you're going to see Slanesh soon as well. Um, so there's so what, much going on in with it to chase her. No, you like using her, all oh, right? As yeah, a, yeah, as a pawn. I don't, I mean, we don't know until we see more, but um, more of the more of the background, but really exciting, really exciting. It's good, isn't it? It's really cool. So, let's talk a bit about some of the stuff. So, uh, 
the elves. Oh, me. It was so exciting that day, that post coming out, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I mean, even though it's the wrong kind of elves, it's exciting because it gives so many indicators onto the sort of where they've taken the dark, well, that particular faction of the dark elves. Yeah. Um, as to what they're going to do with the others. And you just get glimpses of kind of new aesthetics and, ah, oh, like the, the kind of medusary, you know, Greek demoness thing. It's, oh, it's brilliant. She looks flipping savage as well. <laughs> yeah. They, I think they look fantastic. And I really, it is really nice to see them not like it, it's lovely to have seen like the the Caradron overlords and the fire slayers, which are completely fresh forces. But it's also yeah. nice to see what happens when you go beyond what was around in the world that was with something that already exists. They've taken one of those sub factions that we've talked about and um, and blown it up. This is, this is part of an army book, a small part of the Dark Elf army. And they've blown it up into a whole thing. Yeah. Um, and it, it makes you think, oh, crikey, you're going to have, like, Phoenix Guard armies and oh, oh, White Lions oh, oh, armies. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, whole whole thing steamed off of that. And and Swordsmaster of Hoeth armies. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Oh, it's so good. So good. It, it, it's, um, it, it's really kindled like a fledgling... Because over the last year, I've been excited about it. I've been learning about it. I've been dipping my toe in the water. But this has really kind of put the fire up my butt. Um, <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing my first game with my orcs next week against John um, from Shades of Chaos. Um, so that's that's quite exciting. And he talked me through how to build an army. Bit disappointed with some elements of it because I can't use any of my orc models as as battle line, and unless my whole orc army is is Iron Jaws. Does that make sense? Yeah. I can't I can't use any Iron Jaws model as battle line unless I'm using the army keyword, uh, you know, Allegiance Iron Jaws. Iron Jaws, yeah. So if I wanted to do a, a mixed destruction army, I'm going to have to find other battle line units. Um, yeah, unless, unless the majority of the army, unless 80% of the army is, is Iron Jaws. Is that what it needs to be to use the keyword? Well, what it is is you can take, you can take, um, I think, I think I'm right in saying you could take 20% as allies. Right. And, and not break the allegiance. So in a 2000 point army, you could have 1600 points of Oryx under the Iron Jaws keyword and therefore use them as battle line and then have 400 points of Moon Clan Grots. As allies, and that wouldn't break your Iron Jaws allegiance. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to go for to start with because I don't. I'm going to play a thousand point game, and I don't have a thousand points of. I don't think I do. We'll see. I might be able to get the brutes put together, and then I can use them. Um, but that depends on whether Rob can get them to me. Oh, that's a. I'm pontificating because <laughs> I had to buy those off offline today in the in the store opening. Um, because they'd sold out of the, of the mini box, the 40 quid kind of starters box. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with the brutes and the shaman in. So I'll, I'll pick that up today and Rob will bring it along to painting night. Um, but yeah, really excited. Really excited. Can't Good. wait to get my hands done. I am too. I, to be honest, I need, it'll be good to get the Nurgle done because they really, that, 
the maggot can really excite me for age of sigmar um quite a lot doing something a bit different uh and i want to add in a few bits and bobs i definitely want to get some of those blight kings on rot flies i think they look fantastic yeah they do they're just great uh, they just make me chuckle they really capture nurgle and his the whole kind of it's quite funny but it's really quite dark as well <laughs> <laughs> um i think when you've uh when you've done this month and you've finished your um hobby lent <laughs> i think you should go for the uh the big dude what the glock king guy yeah oh for goodness sakes that's a centerpiece to the army i do hmm. i do because i like i quite like the little story of them yeah i love them they're really well, they're, yeah. <laughs> they're great aren't they and they're, they're arguing over who won the battle and they're all <laughs> the fact that they were all sat on the same thing um and then Glock, the Glockkin's like, the big guy is like, <laughs> <"Gurp."> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's good. It's really good. So, um, I'm thinking as well of using some of your bark idea, um, to make some themed terrain to go with it as well. Yes, mate. Um, yes. So that's using... what's so good about this bark being like cheap. Yeah. But I found, cause I really want to do, Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah, it'll be awesome. <laughs> your uh, your link was wrong, by the way. It's not um, cork.co.uk. That takes you to a travel website for Ireland. So, but that's okay Dan... because I deleted that entire recording. Did we? Yeah, that was in the first. But that error of mine was in the first ep- a- attempt. That was in that, the that I deleted. That was in the perfect hobby desk. That was that was the, you know that was. Yeah, and yeah, the greatest hobby desk that we in had the world. to do a tribute to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> excellent. Um, so I'm going to use that um, that cork, uh, especially like the big rounds. You can get rounds that look like it's um, cork tree store. trunks. Cork www.corkstore.co.uk. Yeah, going to do trees. I'm going to really go to town with it, so that um, I, c- I can bring that kind of scenery with me to the gaming club. In a big box, so I can play my army on a themed set of scenery. I'm perhaps getting a tiny bit carried away, Dan. <laughs> never. No, never. No. no. Refuse to believe. <laughs> um, no. Today, I got, um, I got uh, more Crusher. Did you? Did you? Yeah. Oh, I did. you didn't tell me that yet. Yeah, I know what I wanted to leave it as a surprise. Oh, um, you got more crusher, mate. I love that. I love it. I just love I could it. I could use the shield at the base as a basis for a reenactment shield. <laughs> it's that big. It's like a it's like a plate. I could eat my dinner off of it. It's huge, isn't it's it? It's so big. Um Oh I'm really excited about him. He's <laughs> such a nice model. Do you reckon because there's a lot of kind of your models have to be right, I know. But do you reckon I could get away with putting the armoured head on and calling him the normal Maul Crusher? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's happening then, because I love the Because I was going to do him like a, a red, um, so the orc on top will be white, won't he? His armour yes. will be primarily white. Um, I'm going to do... It, the the And his face armour will be white as well. So I'm going to do 
uh, a kind of a red body with perhaps white in the rings. I don't know. Or maybe that's too much on the red and white theme. I'd, if you've got any ideas as a colour to go with it, answers on a postcard. It's a red and white yeah, theme walks, he, primarily that's white. brilliant. I'm so glad you've got that. I love that model. Really good. I didn't when I first saw it. No, because but... it's one of the it's one of those models that doesn't photograph very well. Yeah, and then and then you see it and you're like, oh my days. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I I've just I've just talked for seventeen minutes solidly practically about about the mortal realms. I mean, I imagine hijacking a whole segment. I know, I know. Now, do you know what's really cool? It what's so good is if you go back. Uh, and listen and to if episode you one. You definitely should because it's fantastic. Um, our early episodes. <laughs> <laughs> if you go back and listen to episode one, in this segment, it's all about me getting stupidly excited and trying to explain to you why Age of Sigma is the best thing since sliced bread. And I spend a lot of the segment talking. Would you believe? <laughs> no one would believe. Um, that, Dan. And the same in sort of episode two. But as you go through the episodes you can see the journey that you go on yeah um or hear the journey that you go on uh, and the sort of the realization and i know we talked last episode didn't we about that gaming board that was like that epiphany moment for you up in warhammer world oh it definitely was and i'm so happy because it is you know it it, it is just such a fantastic world and set in and and I love it. I love it. And I'm really pleased that you do too, so Yeah. <laughs> Bit of a tear. I've been listening to um I've forgotten the name of the series, but the one you lent me? The Hunt for Nagash. The Hunt for Nagash, yeah. Very good. I wouldn't have trusted that vampire. <laughs> no. <laughs> so obvious. <laughs> but yeah. Every time they do the um you know, who will stand in the face of overwhelming odds? Only the faithful. I I, I, I think it. of you every time they do that. <laughs> yeah. Who will be victorious? Yeah. Only the faithful. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Who shall stand while all outs fail? Only the faithful. <laughs> yeah. There we go. We we <laughs> could do these audiobooks. We should do them. <laughs> we could. We could. I'd love to do that. That would be ace. Do the voices. Excellent. <laughs> and on that note of career change, <laughs> shall we um shall we head off and see what wonders the community holds? Yes. Yeah. Let's I do that. We shall. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you very much. We will see you in the community. Hail to the community. Hello, community. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, ben has been off and uh, investigating some community goings on, haven't you, mate? Today, in fact. I have. I have. So, I, we, I suppose if you listen to us long enough, we'll know that Dan and I both worked in Games Workshop Plymouth. So um, it's kind of a hobby touchstone, isn't it, Dan? Cool. It is indeed. Um, managed by Mike Bennett. Um, and... Today, it's undergone its second refit in my memory. I can remember the first one, where it went from the little plastic table with the silly chairs for the painting area, and they brought in all the nice raised gaming tables and stools, and you know they had the grey aesthetic back, rather than the red and white yeah. one. 
It's now yeah. Games Workshop Plymouth has gone. Yeah. It has been reborn as Warhammer Plymouth and it looks shiny and fantastic. And it's got one of those new computer terminals that I really want in my house. Just Oh, like the giant if, iPad yeah, thing. Yeah, if Games Workshop accidentally drives past my house and drops one out of a lorry on the way to a refit, I'm not going to be upset about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, it's got a fresh coat of paint. It's looking lovely. They've done some cool little things to it. It's, it's brighter because they've painted the panel at the top white, so it makes it feel bigger and fresher. Not that it felt big today because it was heaving absolutely <laughs> jam-packed so much so that my kids immediately just went and sat under the tables yes i saw the <laughs> i was like yeah no we're not going in Lurking there grots. um so it was great to talk to mike um he was not able to give me an interview while i was there which wasn't surprising because it was like i think there was about probably at least 15 customers there per staff member um rammed into the place um it's really buzzing in there and the games were looking great the guys are really good at putting on good kind of um uh participation games um yeah and they've done a really cracking job they had like an arena of death thing going on and everyone was uh enjoying that uh tables look great they've um been working really hard to get everything sorted and they've got their window displays out that they've been working on for a while so that they're kind of oh, yes, most, yeah. mostly finished um, so it's just looking fab. Um, the painting competition had a number of very good painters have entered it. So it's going to be pretty stiff, including, um, Andy Burridge is, um, from Sustained Fire. He's entered his very nice Mortarian. Um, and that orc thing as well from Chris. Chris Manley. Chris Manley is the mad doc. He is a mad doc. And it, the best, you were, <laughs> you put up a picture and you're like, guess who's done this? And I was like, Hands down, Chris Manley's done that. Yeah, and we'll post pictures of that. Um, in fact, by the time you've listened to this, it will it will have been and released as a model of the day for us because it's he he captures orcs better than anybody I know. Yeah, he does looted vehicle perfectly, and this is a, a I, we've been talking about proxies quite a lot, but this is a proxy stomper, um, and it's just fantastic, absolutely fantastic. <clears throat> Phil Walsh. Um, who we've also talked about before. He's the chap that um, uh, kind of drove my standards of painting up significantly. Um, just as an example, for like the first time I came back into Games Workshop Plymouth, um, right back when I got back into the hobby after a hiatus as a teenager, late teens, um, I entered a painting competition and competed against him. And it was very close between the two of us. And we've he's... He was much better than me in some areas, and he just drove my hobby up all the time because I was constantly trying to make sure I was as good as him. Um, yeah, little things though, like I bring in a model and he go, "There's a mold line there." So I became like absolutely anal about mold lines because I'd give him a model <laughs> and I'd be like, "Yeah, you find a mold line on that bitch." <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's he's entered a wonderful exorcist. Um, and we had a little chat about how badass a Primaris Exorcist must be. Um, <laughs> if anyone doesn't know anything about Exorcists, they're space marines that, as part of their initiation, have to be possessed by a demon um, and maintain their sanity and sense of identity and either drive the demon out themselves or be 
compass mentus once the librarians and other um psychers have driven the demon out themselves if they survive that process which not all of them do <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination um they are allowed to become exorcist um spacemen apart from the gray knights they are the best demon hunters in the galaxy um in fact they they're rumored to be a gray knight kind of successor or their gene seed has been taken from a space marine chapter and their creation process was guided and structured by the Grey Knights to see if they could make space marines who could do a better job than a normal space marine. Yeah, they don't sound much cop to me. <laughs> so they're quite cool. He's doing those. <laughs> um, kind of gone off, off the community section a bit. Um, so it was buzzing. Yeah, great, great day. Couldn't stay there for long because of the kids and it was just too busy. Um, but really, really nice to see the store coming along. Did you get the captain? I got the captain, and I got my card filled out. Thank you very much for my birthday money, everybody. <laughs> so the chaplain <laughs> so when do you will go back be mine. To get the I think March. I think. All right. And what about the dice? Did you get dice? Uh, maybe. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and they're very nice. Good. Good. Um, yes. Yeah, so exciting. Very good. Um, other place I've been was uh, Plymouth Association of Wargamers um, Convention, or PAW. Um, it's an annual thing. It's usually very good, and it was very good today. It's the first time I've ever been, um, and it was everything I hoped it would be. So loads of great, great demonstration tables. Some fantastic World War Two and historical stuff. They had um, the Battle for Salem's Church, uh, which is a American Civil War battle, and the guys who'd done it were playing the battle and they built the board based on the engineering maps from the time. Um, mm. So they had the roads in the right place and the buildings in the right place and the woods in the right place. Oh, so good. So good. Um, <laughs> it's great, isn't it? And uh, I had a chat with a guy from the guys from Shades of Chaos who were demoing Outlands 2. It was the launch of Outlands 2, 12 o'clock this morning. Um, so that would be some Friday night previous to this obviously being released. Um and you'll hear that in the Into the Wild section, hopefully. And also Tom, his privateer, uh, Piston Privateers, um, had a chat to him, and that'll be in that section too. So, But the event was really cool. Loads of traders there, loads of participation games, loads of table space to actually play your own games, um, bring and buy, um, loads of companies that I didn't know existed that are local and selling awesome yeah. stuff. So... Um, I got like, it's always good for that. I, it was a real shame that I um I couldn't come down today really, and I was because I was working. Yeah. Um, but there we go. But there'll be another time. So um, and I know there's a tournament going on there that um, Cross Swords uh, help organise. Um, so hopefully that's gone quite smoothly today, and we'll yeah continue on tomorrow. Yeah. So I met the guy. I met uh, it's Ash Ant Ant. Sorry, Ant. Uh, met him today. Bumped in so, from Cross Swords. Cool. Yeah, it's a really good day, actually. Came away like absolutely buzzing. Um, got to see um, somebody had Titanica set up. I haven't seen that all out on a table in person in a long time. So that was very cool. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. I posted a bunch of pictures today. Um, so pe- yes, people will be able cool. to have a look at those. Um so good. It's been a good. It's been a good. Uh, d- good day for the community. Good. Good. So um, just now you mentioned proxies, and I, you know, I feel the need to continue the bromance 
because uh, <laughs> I've listened to uh, <laughs> I listened to episode five of um, Pro Painted. Yeah. Um. So they talked a bit about proxies in there. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah. Really interesting. It's quite cool actually hearing it from the side of a couple of guys who um, use proxies for what proxies are for. I suppose is how I'd put it. So, um create models and armies like you know mike squats that we've seen in recently yeah um and then uh um, matt is doing the the uh kajistan yeah kajizan not kajistan that sounds like like a middle eastern country kajizan goblins um using the overlord rules which are really cool uh and i know rob's doing bellacore but Azarkion. And um, that's what, for me, that's what proxying is all about. So that's a really good segment um, in in it. Uh, and some good stuff, good overview of the uh, Heat 1 of the AOS Grand Tournament as well. So definitely worth a listen. Say, continue the bromance. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude, I couldn't resist. <laughs> <laughs> Spanner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. So, with that, my friend, I think it is time. The wilds are calling. Yep. The wilds are calling. Yeah. So, um, you've done a couple of interviews with people from the community about games to stick into the wilds, haven't you? I have, yeah. So, should I say goodnight now? Is that it from me in this episode? Thankfully, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, guys, enjoy your foray into the wilds. I shall leave you in Ben's capable hand. <laughs> Guys, I have had a crack in episode 17. Enjoy Into the Wilds, and I'll catch you next time. Hi guys, welcome to Into the Wilds. Um, not going to hear much from me on my own. Um, I spent um, yesterday, as we already heard, um, or today, actually, or um, at uh, Poor and the um, store rebranding for Games Workshop Plymouth, I managed to chat to uh, Ross from Shades of Chaos Games. He was quite busy doing intro games, so big thanks to him for stopping for a minute and having a chat. Um, he's um, just released Outlands 2, him and John, um, and he talked a little bit about some of the things that they're planning on doing in the future. So... Um, I'm going to go over to that interview now, um, and we'll see you on the other side. So, Ross, Shades of Chaos Games, Plymouth Association of Wargame Convention, and you're showing off Blood Bowl. Yes, correct. No, come on, what is it? Tell it's me about it. Outlands. Outlands. It's a sci-fi spaghetti western. Right. With a low model count, so you will get in trouble with the better half. <laughs> no, I'm always in trouble with the better half, aren't I, Jay? Well, I got a nod. <laughs> now you use what models do you use? Because I like your uh, I like your team. I'll put some photographs up of those. Well, you can use whatever models you like. It doesn't matter if it's twenty five mil, uh, it's twenty eight mil, thirty mil, whatever you wish. Because the bigger the model, it's 
it's fine either way because you can see the enemy as well as they can see you. So yeah. I don't know what you use. I, I have a Chaos Cultist team painted up. You do? I also have a Reaper Bones team painted up. Yeah, you're the guy who introduced me to Reaper Bones. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the second edition you're releasing today, isn't it? Yeah, that's so, it's, a, it's a cleaner rewrite of the rules. A complete rewrite, or is there key things that you want to tell us about? Uh, there's a tweak. Uh, we found after about 50 games that sniper rifles were pretty OP. Yeah. So we toned them uh, <laughs> down a bit. Yeah. Um, but no, we're, we're very happy with the game system, the basic system, how it played initially. So we rewrote and built up from there, really. Yeah, and you've changed another thing about the turn sequencing, haven't you? Yeah, that's correct. And the, the, the points values for abilities. Yeah. Um, it's still the same rule as before. You can't have more than one ability per level. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it was, it, we thought it was too expensive, and we wanted a team to have at least three or four abilities per game yeah. by the end of the sequence. Yeah. And it, you, know, you guys have started to branch off a little bit from Outlands, haven't you? Yeah, there's a few little projects we're working on. Do you want to say, am I allowed to, tell you, uh, to ask you about those, or are you going to... Yeah, maybe <laughs> a Strike Force game? Oh, Strike Force. Tell me about that. Um, it's a game we have higher model counts. Yeah. Uh, it's more of an army-based game, which can be used in tournament play. Right, because more competitive. Because this isn't about tournament play at all, is it? No, no, this is a friendly oh. game where you can drop in and out anytime you want. It's all about the narrative. That's it. That's it. Um, and it doesn't matter if you're a level 10 team playing against a level 2 team. Uh, you know, it is totally interchangeable. Whereas if you were playing, I don't know, a game possibly called Strike Force, <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's a single one-off game. Um, like you like you would if you're playing uh, the equivalent of your 40k or your larger army games like that. Okay. So they're all going to be a lot different. Um, it's still based in the same universe. Uh, yep. uh, mercenaries yep. rather than nobodies. Uh, yeah, a, yeah. a band of ragtag civilians uh, cobbling together abilities. So yeah, these guys are specially trained and are skilled. Uh, and um, yeah, they, they could quite possibly be, maybe, I don't know, possibly a zombie game out there, maybe in the pipeline. I've seen photographs of this. Mm. Tell me about the zombie game because uh, I really like the look of it. <laughs> I like the noise bit. Yeah, they're, they're just give us one little tiny peek. Go on. Uh, I'm not sure that. I... Oh, go, go on then. Um, <laughs> it is very... it's radio, not television, so they don't know what I was doing to you then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Uh, there. There is very noise based. Uh, for example, if you missed a shot, it went wide and hit a vehicle with a car alarm. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're just distracting the original attacker and um, causing a lot of trouble for yourself. Because the zombies come to the noise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the spawn points only you know, introduce a D2 number of zombies per spawn point. But uh, possibly 8 to maybe 12 zombies coming in at every round. It soon stacks up. Yeah. Do you really want to take the shot is the question. Yeah. Take the shot, you make a noise. They're going to be chasing you instead. I think it's a really cool system. I, I'm really looking forward to having a go at it. Um, let's get myself some zombie models. There's a lot of zombie models out there to find. So one of the things that you're really good at is creating themed tables, and you've got two really nice themed tables here today. So tell me a bit about those two. Uh, well, the the uh, the Planet of Paradise, which is where we theme Outlands. Yeah. Uh, it was a massive 
hub uh, for Hoity Toity, the, the rich of the rich, where they had the hot tubs and yeah. the, it was a lush planet. That's before it all went to hell and blew up. And yeah. they, they bugged out and left all the, the servants and the nobodies behind. Yeah. Everyone that had no money couldn't get off. So we've got the, the Outlands, which is the, the Badlands, the, the Wastes. Yeah. Uh, what used to be lush green valleys is now dead trees, uh, barren rock, hardly any greenery at all. Mm. And uh, tables like this to my right, uh, which is Power Prime, what's left of the hub. Yeah. The, the main city itself is now more than a town. And this is a spaceport. Pretty much. Yeah. It, it, it's, uh, well, it was. It's, it's now shut down. No spaceships work. There's only one spaceport on the whole of the planet. You can get anybody on and off. But the buildings are all cobbled together, riveted and welded. There's nothing left of the, the glass-panelled monstrosities that were there before. And you've used the... Uh the filling station from TC Combat, the, obviously TC as, Combat, yeah, as the uh, as the metro rail station, which I think is a fantastic idea. It looks really really good there. Actually, yeah, the hover tram, yeah, uh, lovely stuff that they produce. I'm sure we're going to be getting more soon. But then the, you've got this this thing here. I don't know what to call it other than a thing. I call it the rat hive. The rat hive is amazing, and that's made out of corrugated cardboard polystyrene. Uh, it's all cardboard boxes. It's cardboard. It's so that's cardboard that looks like polystyrene from there. It's all cardboard boxes. Oh wow! Uh, bamboo skewers. Um, yeah, it's just um, stir sticks. Other, obviously, coffee shops are available. <laughs> Costa literally funds scenery projects around the world. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And then on the side, they do coffee. Apparently. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't ever go there for the coffee, I go there for the sticks. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we didn't say that. No. Oh, no, wait, you're recording this, right? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you looking forward to next? Um, book two, I think, from Outlands. Book two from um, Outlands. Psychic Rules. Oh, you, you missed that bit off earlier, so we've got psychers now, haven't we? Mm, possibly, possibly. This is possibly, I mean, couldn't possibly say... Uh, but spice interacts with people in different different ways. We know if you jam a spice crystal into a gun, you could have now exploding ammunition in your guns. Uh, it could morph it into having uh, electric projectiles instead. So spice crystals are kind of the currency, the objectives of the Outlands game, aren't they? So you're basically playing the game to either kill your opponents or collect spice. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, oh, we had a demo earlier on with father and son who initially were really, really nice people and eventually <laughs> turned on each other. So I think they're going home in separate cars. But they had a great, great time. Um, yeah, there was no spice collecting in that mission. No. It's straight up kill. No, we've never played a game like that either. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, spice, spice is a, a, a massive currency. It affects things in different ways. And, and apparently gives humans psychic powers. Only females. Oh, amazing. So we're talking like, um, oh, what's the, sci the fantasy book? My brother's going to kill me for forgetting this. Oh, what's this? I'm going to ask my wife. What's that massive book series that Dan and I read? Well, any women are psychics. Wheel of Time. It came to me in the end. Wheel of Time. To check it out. Yeah, Wheel of Time. Uh, and so all psychos are women, but not all women are psychos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ways. So can it, can it turn them into mutants? Because I've got a few mutant models that need to use it. Possibly. I mean, they're, they're near enough mutants right now anyway. After the corporation <laughs> left, they turned on themselves. Um, you can buy you know, robotic limbs and things like that, but people now have started developing extra limbs. Oh, right. Well, I, just growing out the side of the head. Possibly, you know, you, you don't know what spice can do to you over the long term. 
um, the psychic abilities, I mean, you can phase shift through buildings, you can phase shift through rock, um, you, you can teleport people, but as the, the book one, you know, if you do roll a one on the dice, there's always an epic fail as well as a, a critical succeed. So things can go wrong. You can meld into the rock. You can teleport yourself. Like, a, teleport like old Space Moon Terminators. Stuck in a rock. That's it. Nice. Nice. Anything can happen in Outlands. Brilliant. Well, I really enjoy playing Outlands, and you know it. I'm a big fan of it, and I'd recommend anyone having a go. Because, I mean, we talk about buy-ins a lot on our podcast, and, you know, an easy buy-in. You, you guys have made a game where, if you've got scenery, the book is not expensive. And the, and the gang you can use whatever you any want any five models you want any five models you want as long so. as you have dice tape measure five models all you need is a rule book brilliant well thanks Ross thanks for talking to me always man always a um, pleasure I'll see you next Friday at Game <laughs> excellent um, so welcome back and I uh, had a chat straight after that almost with um, Tom who does Piston Privateers which is um, a game that hasn't yet been released but it's got some really cool themes um, and he's um, actually working on producing a set of MDF figures to go with it, which I've posted before, but um, I'll post um, some pictures of those up again um, so people can see. They're really cool little boats um, set in a kind of dystopian future where things have gone backwards a little bit. Um, and most of the British Isles is underwater and um, has a Caribbean theme. So um, let's go and have a chat to him and um, I'll see you on the other side of that one. So I've managed to find Tom, who uh, who is the creator of Piston Privateers. That's right. It's a dystopian industrial revolution where the world is flooded, where all the polar ice caps have melted. Yeah. So where we are right now, over in Plymouth, would be about 50 metres underwater. It's a good job I can swim. Yeah, I can swim quite <laughs> yeah. well. And due to all the global warming, what left, what is left of the UK is currently like the Bahamas. Oh, very nice. Well, it would be a lovely world if it wasn't for the fact that everyone's scrapping over what remains of humanity. Yeah, yeah. It's a good old little pirate ship game where you get to blow each other up and yeah. to the death and boarding actions. And there are krakens as well. Crack, well, everyone needs a kraken. Everyone needs a kraken. Everyone needs a kraken. We have our pet kraken called Dave. Yeah, the kraken. And you you produce these um, MDF models as well, don't you? Yeah, they're all lace cut in three mil. Uh, they come in a 95 by 65 plate. You yeah. just pop the parts out, put the bits together, and you're ready to go sailing. And I, I love the ships when they're all done and painted. And you file down the sails and put a bit of rope yeah. on them. They look amazing. Yeah, take take 10 minutes, a bit of a Dremel tool. Just go in there. You can get some real nice details. So, is this released as a game yet? Fully out? Or are we still... We're still... In beta testing. It's still in beta testing, just because... Because it's just me at the moment, because uh, all the rest of the crew's round. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, it's just taking... You didn't throw them overboard, did you? <laughs> yeah, no, in all fairness, they were talking about, you know, maybe making their own game. So I was like, nah, I can't have that. <laughs> so, yeah, the game is currently in test, but we'll be going to a lot of UK events this year. Yeah. Where people are well, more than welcome to come over and say hello, have a little game test, and try and see if they're the best pirate around, in fairness. Excellent. So I'll take some photographs of this lovely board because there's some amazing details on here. I'm sure Dan will absolutely love this. <laughs> I particularly like that one over there. Yes, yeah, the seaboard. The, the seaboard. And, uh, and we'll pop them up on the page so everyone can have a look. Yeah. Nice, nice for talking to me, Tom. Thank you. Thank you very much. Brilliant.
welcome back to um, the episode. And uh, that's kind of it for me. I'm on my own. I can't do um, signing offs as well as Dan. So I suppose I can't say uh, grab yourself some refreshments, but something along the lines of have an awesome two weeks and we'll see you then. And um, looking forward to chatting to you guys as always on uh, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. You can look us up there on at the two piece podcast, all one word, no hashes or hyphens or anything like that. And um, if you've got anything you want to ask us, any questions, anything you'd like us to talk about, then just send us a message and we'll be in contact. See you next time, guys.